When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bravo by Gays. I'm your host, Larry. Happy Friday. You made it through the week. Um, uh, we've got some stuff to get into. So we had the final part of the Orange County reunion. Um, I want to talk to you guys about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. That was an explosive episode. And just a couple quick things like towards the end that kind of caught my attention in the news this week some some headlines that i think are pretty interesting so let's just get right into it guys and uh, let's have a good time all right so we got part two of the real housewives of orange county reunion season 17 has come to an end i think the ladies killed it I enjoyed this season so much. There was a point in the reunion where Andy had read a tweet from someone and it had said that like these ladies are perfection. They like loved the season. And uh, listen, I, uh, I have to agree with the fact that I really did enjoy this season so much. You guys have heard me talk about it week after week. It just felt like refreshing to me. The drama wasn't too heavy. Um, Although a lot of it was like repetitive, it just like, it was still enjoyable for me. And I'm bummed that it's over, but there were some hot points in the reunion that I kind of want to talk with you guys about that grabbed my attention. So I just kind of want to start in the beginning where it really starts off again with Shannon addressing the CPS conversation one more time. She says that she didn't mean it the way that it was taken and that what she meant was that if there wasn't an adult present when the cops showed up, that then CPS would have been called. Girl, how about you just stop saying CPS? (laughs) It is just, you're doing too much. She doesn't like the fact that you brought it up and you're still trying to like justify like your reasoning behind saying it when you denied saying it multiple times throughout the season. Do you know what I mean? Like just let it go. Like you two do not like each other. Just (laughs) stop talking about the kids, drop the CPS thing and keep it, keep it moving. Um, And Shannon did say, she said, Gina, I don't like you. And I was just like, well, damn, (laughs) like 
she didn't hold back with that. But like, also, Gina, like, you're like 20 plus years genius senior. Like, she doesn't need to be your best friend. You guys don't really have anything in common aside from the show. And I don't know. It's just, it's a little weird. It's a little weird that someone that much older than her would be like, I don't like you. Like, it was just a little too much. I did love again, guys, though, when they started the reunion, they, they always start, they started with like, this reunion was filmed 10 days prior to Shannon's DUI arrest. <laughs> like, I mean, like, we know, like, the world knows that the reunion was taped before she got arrested. But I, I laughed when I saw that because I was like, I wonder if they're saying this because a lot of, um, there was a lot of talk regarding Shannon's drinking in like this reunion. So the girls thankfully broke for, um, uh, they broke for lunch and Gina says that she'll never be friends with Shannon again, guys. Like I obviously like, they're not going to hang out. They're not going to be the best of buds. Like Gina's not going to be the fourth Amiga. It's just like, it's not going to happen. There's to me, there's too much of an age gap. Yeah. They're both moms. Yeah. They're both on the show. Shannon can be a good time, but like they just butt heads. Like they clash too much. Um, And then it cut to like Shannon on her lunch break, talking to Tamara saying that like Gina needs to shut the fuck up. Like, no, girl, like, you poked the bear. Like, you are the reason that she is, like, popping off like this. And to me, it's just, like, with Shannon, there's, like, really zero accountability from her when it comes to, like, things that she has said. And she just, like, denies. And uh, Gina had every right to be mad. And she does not need to shut the fuck up, Shannon. Maybe you need to shut the fuck up and... Uh, Think about the stuff that you said that could very well leave, like, be very damaging to, like, her family. You know what I mean? Gina is, like, worried about her kids and, like, one day them having to see this. And I get that. And she's, like, been vocal about the fact. She even said it on this portion of the reunion where, like, it's the stuff, like, the situation going on with Shannon that would, like, prevent her from coming back to the show I said this either last week or the week before. I'll say it again. Gina, do not go anywhere. I literally love her. I think she's great on the cast. I was listening to a podcast and it was Carlos King. And it was, he he does like Gina. He is a fan. But it was so funny because a lot of people online were like, Gina did so good this season. Like she can quit her part-time job at Chili's and be full-time on the Real Housewives of Orange County. And guys, you guys dog Gina. You dog her on her home. You say she has a part-time job at Chili's. Like, the girl's good. Like, it's just, that really made me laugh. Um, But, yeah, don't go anywhere, Gina. I really want to see her back next season. Um, I I would love to see every one of the ladies back next season, with the exception of, like, of Shannon. I think maybe... It's a little bit of a break is needed there, but all of the ladies, I want to see Jen. I want to see Heather. I want to see Gina, Emily, Tamra, even Taylor, like that would be good. Um, So I'm looking forward to see who returns next season, but 
that lunch break where Shannon said Gina needs to shut the fuck up really was just like, girl, maybe you need to and just do some self-reflection. Um, they get back from the break, the lunch break, and uh, they go right into Shannon and John Jansen's relationship. I uh, also love that you can't just call him John. Like, no matter what, like, whoever says his name, it's always John Jansen. And it reminds me of when I just, like, say Monica Garcia <laughs> from Salt Lake. Um, so they get into um, Shannon and John's relationship. And uh, Shannon was talking about how John, or about how, like, she would be paralyzed from the fights that she has with them. So the paralyzing fights that she has were because like they would get into an argument or he would leave and then he would ghost her. And that is what would paralyze her. Like the not hearing from him um, is what really like kind of put her over the edge. And that John on camera was saying like, I want to take the next step with you. I want to see like what more there is here. Like there's more to kind of figure out in this relationship So in her head, she's thinking, like, they're in a great place. He wants to take the next step. Um, In her mind, which is probably, like, moving in together. Not yet getting married, but definitely moving in together. Because really, like, she doesn't stay the night at his house because his kids don't like her. She's got the girls at home. And he won't stay overnight. So that would be the most logical next step. And uh, he's pretty much telling her, like, what she has been wanting to hear. And uh, then he broke up with her a week after he said this on camera. And we've talked about it before. He broke up with her like a week after filming was done. And uh, the ladies all at the reunion said that he only said that because he wanted to look good on camera. Which I 100% agree with. He is the type of person that wants to be portrayed in like the public eye as a good guy, but is actually a dick. And uh, it goes to show based on the fact that he literally just said that to her and then broke up with her a week later. And uh, they even like put her feet to the fire and they were like, well, girl, you're still posting with him. You're still going out with him. Like all this stuff, which is odd. And it's almost like, She's using him as, like, a crutch because the girls aren't home. Maybe she has no other friends. I don't know. But, like, for me, if all of your friends are telling you that, like, this guy is, like, not the one for you and you guys aren't together yet you're still hanging out with him, you look kind of like a dumbass. And uh, you probably should just cut the communication. We then learned after Andy had asked her that her and him are sometimes friends with benefits, which I get, right? Like, you got to get laid. It's a thing. So she's probably, like, with him because it's, like, a comfortability thing. And it's just easy for her. Um, It's probably... Oh, my God, guys, don't roast me for this. But, like, maybe it's also because, like, she's older and she doesn't want to, like, start over again with, like, somebody new And she is just, like, trying to make it work with John. I don't know. That's probably bad to say. Maybe we should put her on the Golden Bachelor. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to hell. Could you imagine Shannon Bedore is, like, the Golden Bachelorette? 
guys, that's awful. Don't at me, but that's actually really funny. Uh, <laughs> wow, I'm laughing at my own jokes. <laughs> that is, that's too funny. But anyway, um, we learned, obviously, that after Shannon got arrested, like, she went to John as well. John helped her find an apartment and really was, like, there for her, like, throughout that entire time, which, good. Like, she has somebody that she can lean on because the girls are gone. We know that she's not going to call David. And I really don't think she like likes any of the women except for Vicky and Tamara. So she's obviously going to go to her ex-boyfriend, right? That's like the most recent like man or person in her life. And I really think that like, she deserves to find love, right? Like everybody deserves it, but like, don't go running back to the guy that is like, treating you like shit. I also don't know, like, what a dick move to tell someone on television that, like, you are looking forward to the next step in your relationship and, like, seeing how things progress and where they go. And then dumping them. (laughs) Like, what changed in a week? Like, obviously, the cameras went down, but there had to have been something else, right? Because if that was the case and you were feeling this way the whole entire time, why wouldn't you break up with her before the season started filming? I don't know. I have a lot of questions regarding John John Jansen, private citizen, (laughs) since he doesn't like to be talked about in the public eye. This is just ridiculous, guys. It's just too much. Um, Like... So insane. But, I mean, it is what it is. She's going to continue to talk talk to him. Like, it's just, I don't think it's going to get, she's never going to move on from him until she, what's that saying? She's not going to get over him until she's under someone else. Oh, my God. I got to stop talking about this. <laughs> we got to move on. Oh, my God, guys. Don't kill me. I'm sorry. That was funny. Um. They then get to um, talking about Shannon and how, like, and her relationship and the vault, the famous vault is brought up again and how all of these things were, like, in the vault. And Shannon is saying that, like, she didn't say certain things to certain people. And uh, Heather is like, well, you told me something that was in the vault and I never said anything about it. The only thing I ever talked about on the show was something that, like, you brought up. And it turns out that Shannon is talking to multiple ladies on the cast, telling them things, and she's just forgetting it. She doesn't rem- remember what she's telling to what person. And she's telling things to Heather. She's telling things to Gina. She's telling things to Emily. She's telling things to Tamara. And then she is saying that she doesn't talk to anybody about it. But when they bring it up and tell her she has, she's denying it. And I think that's probably because, I mean, it's no secret. She likes to get, she likes to drink and then she likes to drunk dial. That seems like the issue here. She's drinking, she's calling her friends, venting about her issues, and then she just doesn't remember. And they brought up, she got really like mad about Emily's comment that she needs a breathalyzer on her phone. <laughs> like Emily's like, I think that's a great idea. Like girl trademark that and <laughs> send me one because God knows 
I have sent some crazy text messages after after a night of drinking. But Shannon gets like really like butthurt about it. But guys, like maybe that's like something that she needs because she's not remembering what she's telling these people. And it's turning around to bite her in the ass. We've seen it multiple times this season. So, I mean, not a good look. More back and forth between Shannon and Gina. And Shannon (laughs) says this line where she says, my job is to be Shannon Storm's Bedore. Like, that is her job, to be herself. Like, we get it, girl. And uh, this re- this reunion was very Shannon-centric, I feel like. It, it just had, like, a lot of the good points had to do with her. So I just feel like I've been talking about her for a majority of this recap of the reunion. But it is what it is. So she says that her job is to be Shannon Storm's Bedore. And she then goes on to saying a list of things that she has done since she's been on reality TV that have really like been vulnerable or whatnot. She says that she's taken off her shirt on TV when she was having problems with her weight. And she was the first housewife to like delve into infidelity. And uh, I don't know if that's the case. Like, I don't remember exactly what season she came on, maybe six or seven, but there's no way she was the first housewife to talk about infidelity. I'm going to have to look into that and then get back to you guys. Cause when she said that, I was like, girl, there is no way you were the first housewife to do that. Maybe the extent, um, showing the therapy and all of that, but even still, like, I don't, I don't know, but Oh, my God, it makes me think of the therapy session her and David went to when she was, like, laying down and he had to pretend she was dead. And it said, like, here lies Shannon Storm's door. Like, that was wild. Um, But she lists these things that, like, she has done on reality television, like, kind of saying, like, I've earned my spot here. Like, there was some conversation about... um, about Gina saying that like she oh I'm not I have nothing to worry about next season because Shannon's gonna be fired and they got into a like an argument about that and Gina's like no I never said that and I that's why I wish Taylor was still on the reunion at this point because Shannon said that Taylor had told her Gina said she has nothing to worry about next season because Shannon's not gonna be there guys I don't um see the lie I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think that. I don't know. That's my prediction. My prediction is that Shannon's not coming back next season. And I don't know. I will figure it out. We'll see. I just, I can't imagine her coming back and showing everything when she tried to hide so much. And then she got her DUI. You know, I just can't see it. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if she will be back, but we'll see. So I'm just going to say that I it, I know Gina said she didn't say that, but if she did, she was right. So I'm actually very, you guys know I am an Emily Simpson stan. This is an Emily Simpson stan account. Love her. 
love Shane. I've loved her since she came on the show. She really like, I think that this was like one of her best seasons and just like everything she did this season was like so funny to me. Like when she got drunk at the HD party, when like, just like all, like all of it. Um, she re- like when she was freaking out on the phone and with Shannon and like flipped out, like she threw the party at her mother-in-law's house and she was like going down the slip, like just all of it, her family issues, everything. So they get into her package and they talked about Annabelle and her modeling career. And she had like a campaign with Pac Sun, which like you go girl. Like, remember when Kendall and Kylie worked for PacSun? Like, listen, a, a lot of them start there. Gigi worked for guests. Kendall and Kylie worked for PacSun. So you never know where, where Annabelle will end up in years to come. But they got into her family relationship, and she was talking about her relationship with her mother and how it's, like, distant. And that, like, broke my heart because I – you can tell that she wants that relationship with her mom – and it's just not there. Like she said, she hadn't she hasn't talked to her mom since she went to go visit them in December. And that was, I mean, right now, almost a year ago, but at the time of filming the reunion, maybe, I don't know, seven months. Like that's a long time. And I, I personally would never be able to go there. I call my mother seven times a day. She's probably like trying to not talk to me, but... I don't, I don't know. I just wouldn't be, I don't, I don't, I, it, my heart breaks for her because she wants to build that relationship and it's just not there yet. But they got into all of like her family relationship in that drama. And overall, I think she just, I think she killed it. And I think Emily, like, I don't know, like she just to me has like such housewives like longevity like i can just see her on so many more seasons because she really brings it every season so i really loved her package she got a little annoyed when they were talking about her in the beginning and heather interrupted and she was like she called her she called her judy she's like okay judy you talk like and judy is just what she calls people who annoy her dead that was so funny um Kudos, Emily Simpson. You know I love you. Um, I can't wait to see you next season. And I can't wait to meet you at BravoCon. She's one of the ones that I cannot wait to meet at BravoCon. And I was, I really tried to make sure I like got to meet her last year. And I just missed her. She's like in my top five, probably top three um, housewives that I will make sure that I meet this year at BravoCon. She's so nice. Like we've talked a couple of times and she's just like so sweet. Like I just want to like, I want to meet her. Right. So speaking of BravoCon, they get into the rumors that were going on all season about um, Shannon talking about Gina and Emily at BravoCon and uh, calling them losers, like all this stuff. It turns out it wasn't Shannon. It was Tamara. (laughs) And they go back and forth. It's like Gina, Emily, Shannon, Tamara, and Heather about like who said what. 
And Emily owned it, guys. She said that she got the names mixed up, that they were getting ready in someone's room and there was like a hairdryer going off. She heard Heather saying this and she just like didn't, she got the name mixed up, right? So it is what it is. I I truly believe that Heather did not say anything about those two. The way that Heather comes across to me is if she didn't want to hang out with you, she wouldn't hang out with you. And between last season and this season, she really made like an effort to hang out with Gina and like work on a relationship with Emily. Like it just like wouldn't make sense to me for Heather to talk shit about the two of them behind their back. And then like make up a rumor. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just didn't, it didn't make any sense to me, but Hopefully there's some drama this season at BravoCon that they can talk about next year. And the OC panel last year was like one of my favorites. So I'm not going to miss it this year. And uh, I just, guys, I loved it so much. What did you guys think overall about the entire season of Real Housewives of Orange County season 17? I want to know all of your thoughts, drop them in the comments and uh, until next season. I mean, that's a wrap on season 17. So congrats to the ladies. I loved it. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And I can't wait to see who's back next season and what drama they get into. All right, guys. We have to talk about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Guys, what an episode. Let's just get right into it. It starts off, obviously, last week was a to-be-continued. This episode starts off with Angie K going to address Meredith about the rumors that Whitney and Monica had just told her. Guys, this, we were about two minutes in before the drama hit. It popped off right away and i that's the way i love it guys that is just i love when they waste no time don't give me the filler shit just get right into it so meredith said that so what happened obviously is that whitney and monica approached angie k told her that meredith is telling people that Angie's husband sleeps with men and that these guys are out in the streets of Utah talking about having sex with him. This, this insane rumor that came out of nowhere to me because I did not hear anyone ever talk about Sean being gay or like hooking up with dudes like at all this season, like Obviously, we only heard Meredith say, like, you want me to talk about the husband or whatever she said in her drunken slur. But obviously, maybe they talked about this off camera. Regardless, that is what Whitney and Monica had told Angie K. And uh, Angie was not having it. She went straight up to Meredith and was like, listen, Meredith, we need to talk. The girls told me that, like, you were talking shit about my marriage. And Meredith was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I don't talk to Whitney. Like, what would I have said? Angie tells Meredith that she says that, you know, Whitney and Monica had said that, like, you were saying my husband sleeps with men. 
Meredith was like, uh, absolutely not. And Whitney was like, yeah, you said it at the airport. You said you know things about her marriage. Well, girl, that's completely different than saying her husband is out in the streets fucking dudes on the low. Like, it's completely different. Like, it's just, it. Blo- this whole thing blows my mind because I just don't see any truth to it. And it's just insane. But for television purposes, guys, gold TV. And these two are arguing Angie and Meredith going back and forth. And uh, Angie tells Meredith, like, stop talking about my marriage because you are the only one in the group out spreading your legs outside of your marriage. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Like, oh my God. Guys, I could not believe she said that and dropped that bomb. Like, you couldn't leave that in last. That was last season. Now you're bringing it up again? Oh, my God. She had zero chill. Angie had zero chill in that moment. Meredith obviously got up and walked away. She wasn't having it. She goes up and sits next to um, Lisa, and, like, they're talking, and... It was a shit show. The rest of Lisa's party, that that poor girl, it was just a hot mess. And uh, Angie is like chasing Meredith around the party to like talk to her about it. And it's just like, girl, let it, let it be like it is. It was just too much. So Lisa's asking what's going on. And uh, she's sitting next to Monica and Mary and, Monica's telling Lisa, like, oh, she said that Angie's husband, like, is having sex with dudes and they're running around the city talking about it. And Lisa completely shuts that rumor down. Whitney's telling Heather what happened and asking her if she's heard about the rumor. And Heather's like, yeah, I've heard about that rumor. But I think what Heather meant was she's heard the rumor about male hairdressers being called gay. I don't think she specifically was saying she thinks that Angie's husband is. I think she was just generalizing because that's a common misconception. A lot of people think that male hairdressers are gay. A lot of them are not. And uh, it was, she said a funny line. She said she's been to family reunions where a guy will wear a cardigan and people will think he's gay. And I'm not going to lie. Like, they're stereotypes, right? And so, like, you're, you're, if you are saying that, like, you don't, you're not, like, stereotypical, like, you don't, like, look at people and, like, judge them based on stereotypes, like, I don't believe you, right? I've heard the same things. Like, I can understand where she's coming from by what she's saying about, like, the male hairdressers and, like, the cardigan thing. Like, it is just what it is. And uh, the funniest part to me was, <laughs> was, Monica telling Lisa and Mary was like, so not having it. She's just hungry. She's ready to eat. She's like, where's the food? I wasted an outfit for this drama. Mary wants to know when it's time for her to eat. And Lisa was like, so nice. She's like, Oh my God, there's tons of food. I'm let me like get you something. She's calling for Emily. I don't know who Emily is, but she's like, Emily, like it almost reminded me kind of like the devil wears Prada where like, She's calling, like, Emily. (laughs) And that's how Lisa was 
looking for this woman to make Mary a plate. And Mary's like, you know what? Let me just get it to go. Mary's impatient. She's like, where's the man with my box? Where's the man with my food? And she said, it's taking too long. She goes up to the guy. The guy is like, oh, like, sorry, I don't have any pizza boxes. And she's like, you, or I don't have any pizza boxes, but here's a box. You can use this. And she's like, you're not going to box it for me. Wow. What customer service. And the guy was like, oh, sorry, I don't have any gloves on. And she goes, oh, so now you're lazy. Like she's tearing people up left and right. Like she, not even now. No, not everyone. Just this man at the service counter and God bless him. Like she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Like, of course she's rude to service people. Like, that's just, would you expect her to not be? Like, that's just who she is. People are like popping off in the comments talking about, oh my God, she's so rude to service industry people. Like, like she's just so nasty. Like, guys, I'm not surprised one bit by the way that she acted. Like, are you? And also like, I don't know. Like, it's just, to me, it's not like that big of a deal. (laughs) I mean, listen, I've worked in the service industry. I did it for years when I was younger. I still bartend now once a week for fun. Like, I get it. Like, to me, it was just like, it was expected. Like, even just based off the way that she is on the show, what made you think she was going to be nice to the kid behind the counter that didn't pack up her food for her? Chef's kiss <laughs> comments from Mary in that moment. Like, she's just so fucking crazy, guys. It just, it is what it is. And I just, I loved it. It was, it was funny. And you guys are going to dog on me for it. But like, guys, if you didn't laugh, were you staring at the TV? Like, how fucking rude? How dare she? How dare she not be nice to the poor service guy? Like, you're lying if you tell me you didn't laugh. And I don't believe you if you say that you that you weren't. I'm sorry. Like, it's, it is what it is. And I just loved that Lisa at the end of that party was, like, obvious. She can't believe – she cannot believe that Meredith is, like, doing this again based off of, like, what she's heard. And she's saying that, like, Angie K is, like, the victim in this situation – And then she goes, and so am I, because it's my party. (laughs) I mean, Lisa, yes, you were. You were, baby gorgeous. You were the victim in that, because it was your party, and it was a gorgeous party. And you can throw a party for me next time. Like, I want to go to a Lisa Barlow event. I want to go to, what is the name of that film festival that is in Salt Lake that she, like, runs every year? I forgot the name of it, but I want to go to one of those Lisa Barlow parties because I just feel like it would just be so much fun. I want to drink Vita tequila with her and, like, talk shit. I just feel like that would be a good time. All right. Moving on from the party. Obviously, Angie K has to tell her husband what was said. So there is having that conversation. And, guys, number one. I have a king size bed. Is her bed like a California king? It looks bigger than that, right? Like her bed is fucking huge. And I want one. Like that is just like so much space. <laughs> um, and she's getting ready in full glam. There's no way she woke up like that. 
Like she's not Beyonce. And, and I'm pretty convinced that she probably sat in the glam chair, got glam, and then put on her bathrobe just to film this scene. Regardless, she looked amazing. She's talking to her husband. She tells her husband what is said. The poor man breaks down in tears because he's so concerned that like his daughter is going to hear this eventually. And like all he wants to do in life is like be her hero. This like made me fall in love with Angie K's husband. He couldn't believe what was said. He's like, what the hell did we do to this woman? And Angie's like, I don't worry, babe. I stood up for my family. Like I took care of it. And he's like, devastated he's not mad about the rumors about being gay he's mad about the rumors regarding the infidelity which rightfully so he not even just he both of them seem to take like uh, like as anybody should but like their vows and like everything very seriously and that is like a slap in the face to even like accuse someone of cheating, but like, let alone accuse someone of cheating with another man. So he's just very hurt at the fact that like these accusations are even being thrown out about him, that he's cheating on Angie K. I love, listen guys, I love Sean. That made me fall in love with him, the poor guy. And he was, he even told Angie, he was like, I want nothing to do with that woman. She's not welcome in my home. And nor should she be like after that. I wonder if we're going to get more into how this rumor came about um, and get more background story on it to see if it was actually Meredith that was saying this or if it was somebody else. And I wonder if there will be any resolution between Angie and Meredith and Sean. And not that Meredith has to talk to Sean because like, it's not, I don't like when, like, the men get involved in the girl's business. But, like, I mean, maybe, like, an apology. Maybe an apology. <laughs> like, I don't know, girl, something. You're, like, out in the streets dropping these bombs about this man. Um, but maybe something. I don't know. I'm interested to see. Because, like I had said in the last episode, guys, I don't think it was Meredith that started this rumor. I don't know where the hell this came from. I think... Whitney and Monica are the ones that said it to Angie, but we've never heard Meredith say it, right? So I'm interested more to I'm interested to see what more comes of this because there's there's definitely more that's going to come out about this. They're going to talk about it. It like literally like is such a big part of Angie's storyline right now, but I'm interested to see what happens next week to see if it gets brought up. But nobody believes the rumor. Like, let the poor guy be and just, like, go about his business, raise his daughter, be married, and, like, be happy. I don't know. I just felt bad. I felt bad for the guy. I really did. Guys, Jack is going on his mission. And, obviously, there was a little bit of a moment with Jack and Lisa when they go get pedicures, which was super cute. Like, Loved that he went with his mom to get a pedicure. And they're talking about, like, prom. He got a, he asked his date the night before. She said yes. So Jack is saying he made this decision for him. With That's why he didn't tell his family. 
And Lisa's telling Jack, like, Heather asked me if I'm, like, worried, like, for you going. And this is just where I don't like where it's going with Heather and the mission thing. She says, does he know that it's going to be hard? And, uh, like, it's probably not what he thinks it's going to be. But that's not... I get her concern, obviously, right from growing up in the church and, like, obviously the book that she wrote. But it's she's getting too invested in it based off what we've seen. She's asking too many questions. He's already made the decision. He's an adult. This is what he thinks is best for him. And just like Lisa said, the kid is happy with it. And at least he's not doing meth and getting girls pregnant. He could be doing worse. Um, There was a point later on in the episode, too, where, like, Heather was talking to Whitney about it, and she was almost, like, too concerned about it and looking for Whitney to kind of have the same reaction. And she was like, they don't like the gays. They don't believe in this. And, like, he has to go knocking on doors and getting people to sign their lives over to the Mormon church and... It is a decision that he made. Like, you need to back off. Like, it's not your kid. You can voice your concerns to Lisa. There's nothing she can do about it, though, because he already made the decision. She's not going to argue with him because he he planned this whole thing, like, behind his parents' back. So the decision is made. And I wish that Heather would be... I wish that Heather would be more like Whitney in this situation where Whitney doesn't care. Like Whitney's like, I don't care what he does regarding the church. Like he's doing what he thinks is best for him. Let him go on that path. Like, and I get for the show, it's good TV for her to like kind of question everything and like what's going on and why is he doing this and talking from her experience. But I just don't think that she would have the same reaction if someone was talking to her about one of the decisions that her kids were making. Like, just back off a little bit. I Like, let him be. He is going. He's already gone. Nothing you can do about it now. Guys, one of the best parts of this episode, before we wrap up, I just want to touch on this, is that... <laughs> There was a moment where Meredith and Brooks were in the car and they were driving and Brooks was driving with his big ass snow goggles. I was obsessed. This kid is driving like with them on like their sunglasses <laughs> and Meredith is in this fur like headpiece, a 14 inch ponytail, like glammed out to the gods. These two are just going snowshoeing and they're talking, Meredith is talking about an accident that she had had after leaving Lisa's party. Guys, production did them so dirty with this because Meredith is like crying and talking about it. And they're playing this like circusy music in the background. And like they cut to a picture of the car that Meredith was in in the snowbank, but it like in accident is in quotations. Like, they're almost saying, like, it wasn't as big of a deal as Meredith made it seem. 
I was dead, guys. That was so funny and shady of the, of the editors. But I was like, I felt bad because she was crying. But I was like, girl, like, it, the music couldn't help me be like, it wasn't that serious. Like, you're good. Um, but also, like, I always forget, guys. Because, right, like, I live in Buffalo. So we're very, like, used to heavy snow and driving in blizzards and, like, it is nothing to like drive in a snowstorm here. And that can be like much different in another city that maybe what they perceive to be a lot of snow is really like nothing. I don't know. Regardless, I'm glad she's okay. I loved that Brooks was like, girl, what are you doing? You're in like a 14 inch ponytail. And she's like, what are you doing? You're driving with ski goggles on. I love the two of them together. I love like, it is literally like my favorite thing to see the two of them interact it's so funny because it's like, it's just, it's almost like, I don't know. It's just, it's fun for me to see because I'm just like, I kind of fuck with my mom that way sometimes. And it's just like, it's so funny. But regardless, I just like, I can't wait for the next episode. I feel like they're just going to get into more, more drama about this um, Angie K thing. And it's just, to me, I'm just like, so like, oh shit. Like, I just, I want to know more. Right. But I had to touch on that accident, though, because that, like, literally, I thought it was hilarious. Guys, Salt Lake City, I mean, there were a couple things we didn't hit on in regards to what happened this episode. Like, there was the Lisa, Whitney, Angie visit, but nothing that serious. Overall, a great episode. I loved so many moments, and I can't wait for next week. All right, guys. There's a couple things we got to talk about, and I cannot wait any longer. We need to talk about Mary Cosby's appearance on Watch What Happens Live. Mary Cosby was on with Z-Way, and guys, it was television gold. I don't care what some of you guys are saying in the comments. I know what she said was, like, controversial or rude, but that's just, like, who Mary is. But it made the show that much better. And it was so funny to see, like, Z-Way's reactions and Andy's reactions. Um, I mean, they did so much. They did so much with Mary. I mean, they played um, Versace or Hibachi. And uh, Mary Hibachi'd every housewife's look. She didn't like one of them. <laughs> she dogged the ladies. Like, it was too much. They asked her about Jen Shaw. She said, I didn't want to talk to Jen Shaw when she was on the show. What makes you think I've talked to her since she's been in prison? Um, they asked her why she came back. She said, I came back to help you. <laughs> they, it was just, guys, it was pure gold. They took fan questions. One person was dressed like Heather Gay in the winter coat and the necklace over the turtleneck. And they said, do you think that um, he pulled that look off better than Heather? She said, no. Z-Way was like, girl, they can hear you. Like, she said that she didn't think that um, Heather's Gucci outfit was real because she didn't think that they made size 14 corskets. Yes, she called them corskets. Um, uh, wild, guys. Everything was wild. On the after show... Um, she gave this crazy fucking speech about why she loves 2003 Dom Perignon. And we know why it's because there was a heat wave and a tragedy of thousands of people being killed. 
but it made the best grapes ever. So that's why she loves it. So they, they, they celebrate the tragedy with the 2003 Dom. <laughs> like it was wild. It was literally insane. Guys, I get it. I didn't like the comments she made about Heather's top either. But Mary doesn't give a fuck. She tells everybody what she thinks of them. She does not hold back whatsoever. Z-Way tried to give her a fish fillet out of her purse. She said, ew, no. She tried to give her nuggets. She goes, no. Like, it, it was... That's just who she is. You, like, literally have to embrace it. So many people are like, get her off the show. Get her off the show. And listen, she's not doing much on the show anyway, so we might as well get a little bit of enjoyment out of her. Like, it was, some of the shit was so funny. Like, yes, she's crude. She's, like, rude. She is nasty. She is, like, she's literally, like, a bully. She's like, she's just a rude person, but like, that's just who she is. And a majority of the stuff that she said, guys, I thought it was entertaining. I loved it. I thought it was a good episode and props to Z-Way for putting up with it and for Andy as well. I hope Andy didn't invite him, invite her to his house. Like she had asked so she can see the cute kids and drink the 2003 Dom. Um, Wild episode guys. What did you think of Mary's appearance on watch what happens live? Not just certain parts of it. Like, well, yeah, no, tell me what you thought. Were there certain parts that you liked, certain parts that you didn't like? I know everybody hated the Heather Gay moment, but were there any other parts that you didn't like? I want to hear what you have to say. I really, I enjoyed it, minus that one part. So let's talk about it. I want to I know what you guys thought. But overall, good episode. Good job, Z-Way and Andy, for dealing with it because that that was a tough one. Some I was like, does she know, does she know she's on TV? Does Mary know that she's on television right now? God, guys, I don't know. Who knows? It's, she's, that woman is something else. She is too funny. Um, also, guys, Ariana Maddox killed it again um, on Dancing with the Stars. She did um, a quick step, I believe is what it was, in memory of her father. And it was a good performance. She's killing it. She got like a high score, a 34 out of 40. Like, good for her. Um, another big thing that came out, um, Taylor Ann Green from Southern Charm has confirmed that she is in a new relationship. She's been dating the guy for over a month. He is TJ from Southern Hospitality. Um, her boyfriend is TJ's roommate. Guys, I've seen his Insta. He's private now, unfortunately. He's not a public figure, but I saw his Insta. He's a very attractive man, so good for her. He definitely seems like an upgrade from Shep. From what I've seen, I don't know the guy, uh, but I've seen some DMs, and he seems to be like a pretty good guy. So congratulations to her. I uh, I love to see it. I love to see it. I've seen on Instagram it looks like Olivia moved on, so like love to see that. I don't know if anything is official, though. Nothing has been said. But if she has, good for her. Like, there's just, you know what? It looks like love's in the air. Well, it's cuffing season, right, guys? It's like that time of the year where, like, you don't want to be stuck in the house alone. But regardless, good for them. Guys, I saw online as well that, like, the Judice girls 
came out with like a collab with Shein and they're getting like some backlash for it. I mean, good. I mean, good for them, right? They're making, they listen, they're making their money. They listen, they're doing what they can. I don't know too much about it. I just saw the headline. I don't even know what the hell Shein is. I think it's kind of like a fast fashion website. Um, So good for them. I mean, I don't understand what the backlash would be for it, though. If you know, let me know. I have no idea. Not really much going on in the news, guys. It was kind of like a slow week. I mean, there's so much coming up that I feel like there's not really going to be much, um, like, news. um, Because, obviously, we have a bunch of new shows coming up. I feel like a bunch of announcements are going to be saved for BravoCon, which is only a couple weeks away. Um... So I just, I don't know. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little quiet for the next couple of weeks and I'm not mad at it. Like it's, I'm just looking so forward to BravoCon because I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect last year. And there were so many announcements that were made that I was like, oh, this makes sense as to why it was so quiet leading up to BravoCon. So with that said, guys, if you don't follow me on Instagram at Bravo by Gaze, Become a subscriber to the page because I'm going to be posting exclusive BravoCon content for subscribers only. So make sure that you go and do that. Guys, make sure to like, rate, review the pod, share it with your friends, bring them to the party, and come come back next week and have some fun with us. So until next week, guys, go Bills. Hoda Media Products.